I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hypnotherapy is simple, mm. okay? It's a technique, it's scientific. Mm. There is no mysticism, magic, no. Mm. No, it's scientific, okay? Mm. That's why it's in therapy. Hello and welcome to A Life in Dublin. I'm your host Mark and with your permission we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit at least. Hypnosis is something that I have definitely been sceptical towards in the past, but when Angela got in touch I was excited to find out more about it and open to discovering whether or not my scepticism was justified or not. In this conversation, you'll hear the journey that Angela has taken from her rural upbringings in Brazil, her passion and drive to always be learning and upskilling herself, and how she settled in the place of Dublin and on the career of hypnotherapy. I really loved chatting to Angela. She's a truly lovely person, and I can see that her main objective in life is to help as many people as she can. She does a great job in explaining hypnotherapy to me and breaking down the walls of some of the preconceived notions or opinions we may have towards this form of therapy. Thanks so much to Angela for joining us and to all of you for listening. If you'd like to support or help what we do, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Dublin. And now here's my conversation with Angela. But I... And then I just basically, over time, and as I was doing the the English courses, I I just felt like this. Uh, it's not for me, you know that kind of way. And I I I have to be honest. I started to have bad thoughts. Like mm-hmm. I don't really care if 
and it sounds terrible and I shouldn't be admitting this, but I don't really care if these people pass their exams or not no, because... I think, uh, you know, uh, you know how you have to be honest sometimes, you know, and, and I think, yes, I know you feel bad about saying that, but that is probably, that is definitely a sign, you know, if you at that stage, I don't care, like if the thing, like if I come at that stage, I don't really care if that client is better or not, yeah. like, then I need to check myself, you know, Yes. if that comes in stage that I think that way, you know. Yeah. So that did happen to me um, and I learned from that. Yeah. So with this podcast, for example, I now know that it's kind of different to the to what my previous thing was, mm -hmm. because my previous uh, project, we'll call it, let's not call it a job. Yeah. My previous project um, was financially gave me, you know, mm -hmm. good money and I was able to yeah. survive, but yeah. I was super low in energy, yeah. not enough time for my friends and uh, mm -hmm. not enough time for myself mm -hmm. yeah. and just hated it. And I was like, Mark, you started a business and now you hate it. What what sort of an idiot are you? Like yeah. what you, you put yourself in this situation. Yeah. So then with the podcast, I was like, right, it makes no money. Mm -hmm. It is it is not my intention yeah. if it ever happens fantastic because yeah. I do love it and I'd love to do it full time I'd love to do this every day of the week mm -hmm. um, but it cannot be the basically what I'm saying is it, it's the passion first yes. and I discovered that I absolutely love doing this and mm -hmm. um, I could have you know I'm really happy to be here on a Sunday having this conversation with you I, I compare it to uh, my mother, when I was younger, she said to me, Mark, when you're older, you're going to love gardening. And I was like, that's not true. I won't. Because you know? I've always hated it. She always used to make me like pull the weeds in the garden and cut the grass. Yeah. And I'm, I had a big sad face on me and you know, a grumpy face. And she's like, in the future, you'll love this. I still don't. But... You never know. I never know in the future, but yeah. her version of gardening, this is my gardening. Having this yeah. podcast is my gardening. Yeah, and that is it, you know, that that worked for her, but uh, she wanted to give you something in life that you could yeah. bring like as she had, you know, that Absolutely. thing that you can do for free and that helps you with your stress that you are in the moment. Yeah. It's basically a thing that brings you in the moment, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That is, I think, a yeah. key uh, aspect of, you know, the thing that you sh sh that you basically should choose for your life is, mm. is the thing that you brings you in the moment. You yes. Know? You're not thinking now, okay, what they gonna have for dinner later, or ah, okay, what it's my partner doing now, mm. or. You know, I, I feel that in the sessions, I'm 100% there, you know. Mm. Um, the, the time goes, you lose the track of time. Yeah. But you do have to be like 100% there. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. You know? It's that, and I, I'm going to go more into, mm -hmm. first of all, I, I want to get to know a bit more about you yeah. and, and why you're here. And... Just what, what, like, uh, because, like, what is you would like you know to of course you will guide the conversations you know yeah. but 
I've actually started already. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, it's I like to do it just totally naturally, okay. as if it's like That's not perfect. even. Uh, just keep going like that. Yeah. I know I will. I'll I'll get the conversation, and <laughs> if I have random questions and I want to talk about this banana, then we'll talk about this Love banana. Coffee <laughs> <got you> now. <laughs> No, but what what you were saying is very true um, about time. Yeah. There's very few things in life that I've had the experience of completely losing track of, of time. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's the obvious things like, you know, having a beer in the pub with yeah. your friends and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah. other things that might be a bit more useful to the world than that. Yeah. Um, I've experienced actually, and I think when you find some of those things, you have to kind of fight for them. Um, but I want to know a little bit more about how you came to be in Dublin first. Yeah. Let's let's have a chat about that, yeah. and then later we're going to get into more detail about the yeah. the hypnotherapy and stuff like Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds good. So, how long have you actually been here? So I, I'm here from since 2010. So it's wow. going to be 13 years now in May. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you've experienced different yeah. different types of Dublin because I remember Dublin in 2010. Ah, yeah, yeah. It, to be honest, it has changed, changed a lot. You know, I always sometimes I think to myself, because when you come to a total different place, as this was my first time out of Brazil, you know, uh, you sometimes you don't see you you see what you want to see you know certain things uh, you know fade away like and I always think to myself was I blind to certain things because everything was so you know new and exciting mm. in a different country and so but I don't think so Dublin has changed a lot in good ways and yeah. in not so good ways so, also too yeah 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 so it has 13 years made a lot of uh, so it was your first time ever outside of Brazil was yes. to arrive in dirty Dublin yeah. <laughs> I, I say that in a nice way I love I Dublin obviously well, what a yeah. what a culture shock! Yes, yes, but not so much uh, because, as I was telling you, you know, I do come from a background, German background. I grew up in this community in Brazil, in south of Brazil, and I know lots of people don't know about this. When I tell that, some people like, "Wow, that I never knew anything mm. like that." So there are. Uh, communities in south of Brazil, German, Italian, Polish, mm. you know, and very, they keep very strong traditions and their culture. Okay. You know? So I grew up in one of those communities where the first language was German. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say a dialect, you know, not the German from Germany. It was a yeah. sort of a dialect that they kept going, okay? Okay. For years. And yeah, so that was my first language. The culture would be quite a bit different from, let's say, the tradition of the Brazil, like as we we know Brazil, you know, more like, uh, you know, laid back and happy and, you know, not that we are happy as well, and, yeah. but we would be more a bit more serious and there is a strong uh, work culture. In the German communities, you know, work is one of the yeah. <laughs> priorities in life. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's that experience like? 
I, what's coming into my mind is when I was younger and studying, I, I had a course in college and it was to do with culture. And I was like, what the hell is this? Is it like a joke? What, why are we studying culture? It's not important at all. Like, but I think yeah. I didn't understand really. I understood what the word culture meant, yeah. but I didn't have a knowledge of what culture is. But you grew up in where you were stepping from one culture then going into what might have been a different culture when you went to school or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. But, um, how, how did you manage that as a kid? Well, as a kid, to be honest, you don't really understand what's going on, you know. Uh, I guess, you don't yeah. have the clear picture of things. So for me, uh, you know, I didn't know any different growing up in the German community. For me, I thought that was, was normal, like, mm -hmm. you know, like... I didn't know the outside world, right? Because all people there around of us, our family, our neighbors, all the community, they all had the same background, you know. Then when I then I had a few cousins living in the city, you know, that was probably my first bit of, um, uh, you know, uh, like, it's where I got... A bit of Portuguese, like, and I start. Okay, there is another language here going on. You know, that mm. was my first exposure wow. to Spain of uh, of an, of the outside world. Yeah. The, the few cousins that were living in the cities, and so, but I didn't uh, had any Portuguese before going to school. So, which at that time was I was seven, and and that was challenging because. Yeah, I, I did. Like now, okay, you go to school and you you learn to write and read in your language. Yeah. But I went to school. I had to learn a new language and to write and read, and you know, in that language. <laughs> uh, would Would it have been possible for you to go to school in German? Uh, in, there wasn't any German schools anymore because in the Second World uh, uh, War it uh, was totally forbid. Before that, there were schools going on in our communities, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, but then in the Second World, you know, Brazil was against German. Thing. Yeah. So uh, it was totally forbid uh, and those schools were closed, okay? Mm. Since then... Uh, the writing and reading didn't pass on, just the speaking. Okay. So I, I don't write and read in German, I just speak. Wow. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yesterday I was listening to a radio program about the Irish language and, um, well, obviously we all know that it's it's more or less been, I'm not going to use the word lost, but mm -hmm. it's definitely um, decreasing in use. Yeah. Um, so you have people who grow up speaking the language, but... You know, the reality is they can't stay in those specific regions of Ireland and have opportunities because there's no work there, essentially. So that obviously contributes to the language being lost. Yeah. But there's people who are trying to make an effort to revive the language. Mm -hmm. um, and there's little clubs popping up around Dublin where you can go and speak mm -hmm. Irish or they're encouraging people to go back to what we call the Gweltocht, which is this you oh, know yes. Irish region, yeah. speaking region of Ireland yeah. that we often go to as kids. Yeah, yeah. my husband, he went to, uh, he always is telling me about those. Yeah. Uh, up in Donegal. <laughs> yeah. 
between Gaul, Galway, yeah. Kerry, Waterford, yeah. Mayo, there's a yeah. few as well. I think it's so, it's brilliant and it's so important to keep the culture and the language is a huge part of it, you know, mm. to keep that. And I know how, it, how challenging it is nowadays, you know, the modern world and and so many options, you know, uh, so kids, uh, you know, you sort of have to, it comes to them from the parents to sort of incentivate, motivate them to speak the language because there are so many options for the kids there. You know? So that's uh, why I was kind of thinking of your situation and about your parents and yeah. obviously their choice to bring you up in, in because they, I, I guess I, obviously it was a very strong culture, but I guess they could have made the decision to go, Okay, we're going to make Angela's life much easier here and we're going to speak Portuguese in the house um, so that when she goes to school. Mm -hmm. um, now, the end result, they obviously knew it was going to be difficult for you, but yeah. they knew maybe also the end result was that you would have two languages, yeah. which is greatly beneficial in life in, in, in general. But I'm wondering, did it... Did... Were, were you did you find it hard to identify as Brazilian growing up? Yes, uh, I did, yeah. And I'm not uh, in sort of, you know, oh, I'm, you know, so bad or not. Like, I, I did find it quite hard to, um, even after when I was an adult, to identify myself as in, in the Brazilian culture because then I moved in the capital of my state mm. and I sort of always felt a bit out, uh, fish out of the sea, you know, mm. uh, certain things I couldn't get, I, it didn't appeal, you know, that uh, carnival happy and, and then that's Brazil, you know, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. and sometimes I would love to be a bit more, you know, like, like that way mm. of life, you know, I mm. probably now I am a bit more, uh, you know, but uh, life was very, pretty much uh, serious, you know, yeah. especially work, uh, I grew up in a farm and it was very oh. remote. Wow. Yeah, very, very remote. So that as well contributed to the fact that uh, for me it was then very difficult then after to to think as myself as part of Brazil, you know, as part of the Brazilian uh, culture, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So then tell me about, let's say, the one year, two years before you moved to Dublin. Like, how did you even come to the decision that you were going to, first of all, move? Yeah. And then second of all, come to Dublin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that uh, was like, you know, so I... I as I said, I grew up in that farm, very remote, so uh, there was no uh, the education culture there, okay? Mm. So I had to move out when I was 15 from my parents' house to get further education because uh, I always wanted to, you know, I for some reason, I don't know how that came in my life. I tried to think, was that an influence from my cousins that were living in the city that Mm. I sort when I was still very, very young, like 11, I sort of was asking my parents, can I not study further and, and sort of trying probably to save the yeah. farm. Mm. You know, sometimes farming is not for everyone, you know, I'm proud of my brothers and sisters that stayed there, but 
I sort of knew it wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, so I then wanted to study, you know, so there wasn't the possibility, it was very remote. So I moved out when I was 15 to live with an elderly couple that was friends of my family, that my family knew. And then I moved in with them, helped them doing housework, okay. after the garden and then to, because it was close to school. So then I went back, I didn't, I stopped studying three years, went back and then I finished high school and in my little uh, place, you know, village called Angelina. Mm. It's a very it's a small city, 5,000 uh, people. Wow. Yeah, then from there, uh, I went to Florianopolis, which is the capital of my state. Okay. For further education, I wanted to do a degree and work. Uh, I got a job in event planning. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got a job in that, which at the time suited me yeah. well because I was organized, a bit artistic, you know, in terms yeah. of the decor and everything. Okay. And, and wasn't afraid afraid to work because, you know, event planning is basically uh, evenings, weekends. And Dealing with problems 24-7. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was sort of good, you know, to improvising and, you know, problem solving and okay. things like that. So, yeah, I, I worked for that company for a good while, for the six years that I was in Florianopolis. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I couldn't, you know, um, pursue my dream of doing a degree because of that type of work. Mm, you didn't have time. No, I couldn't because, you know, I couldn't commit uh, at, uh, to, to do a degree because the, the work was, you know, you were demand sometimes you work that evening or that weekend. So mm. it didn't work out, unfortunately. And then at the time I was thinking, okay, I need to move in some ways my life. I'm happy. Uh, I was earning a good money, mm. to be honest, of course, working a lot, but I wanted to step a bit further, you know, so I was thinking, okay, what I can do. And then I did a, a, a course in uh, to be a flight attendant. Okay. Okay. Uh, it was a short course. I thought that's good. It's short, you know, it's not five years, a uh, good return. So I did that. And, and then when it came to uh, approach the companies, the airlines in Brazil, they all required English. Mm. And that's where then I started to consider, uh, okay, I have to. I have to get English now and then I start to think, okay, how I gonna do that? Because if I do just courses in Brazil, uh, it's I, I I don't think I will come become fluent as they they expect you. So then then mm. that was it. So and then a friend of mine as well did the flight attendant course and we two together then decided to look to Leave abroad for six months. That's uh, <laughs> I know yeah, I of many, you know, that come here uh, gonna just go for one year. So uh, we went to an agency. Our plan was to come to England. Yeah. 
we went to that agency and then you know in england you have to have a certain level of english and uh, really yes at the time yeah you have to have at least i think intermediate in english well i didn't know that yeah yeah so that then was like not an option okay there was australia canada and then okay but we wanted sort to come more to Europe, you know, and then he's the, I still remember the guy said, okay, but there is this place here, it's near England. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine, it's like, okay, we can't go here, what's this place beside it? <laughs> and I never, I never knew much about Ireland. You know? Yeah, it's so small. Yeah, 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 like even like when back and study history, uh, of course, we knew a little bit you know about but nothing uh, very profound yeah <laughs> so yeah and then he showed us this i remember the beautiful pictures of the countryside and oh, the stereotypical appeal yeah. more than london you know mm. okay smaller that's good it's nice greenery okay let's go and so we decided that day <laughs> to go so from the moment we stepped in that agency, that was, I think, uh, February to May. Okay, yeah. Then in that time, we booked the flights, we booked the school, the accommodation, everything. <laughs> Can you remember what school you came to? Yeah, at, the mo at that time it was called ISI. Okay. It, I don't know if it exists anymore. It was an Abbey Street. I think it does. Um, I have lost track of because they all have such they all tend to have three letters yes. it's like ACA ICI yeah. um, yeah. oh, CES I don't even know what the letters mean anymore uh, in, uh, I, I don't know it's Institute of Studies uh, Ireland or International like yeah. Um, yeah anyway um, so you arrived to Dublin yeah. you've made the decision yeah. right I, I want to come and I imagine that you had like a beginner or very low level of English. Very, very basic. It was just a little bit I had in school back in Brazil, you know, which is, it's, you, you can't communicate, you know, you know a few words and the numbers, uh, but you can't communicate, you know. Mm. Uh, it was, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty basic, like, uh, yeah, I would say quite nothing, to be honest, you know, because then as well, you thought you knew a bit, but then you ask someone on the street and you couldn't yeah. understand one word because of the accent as well. And we're more familiarized with the American accent. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Were you in some way a little bit inside, deep inside confident, though, because you've done this before. You had started from, yeah. in terms of, of language, mm -hmm. you started from zero before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it definitely wasn't my first time going to an environment or a situation uh, like mm. that in my life, you know. Mm. Uh, to be honest, that I did that when I was seven, you know, going to school. Uh, uh, learning a total different language, you know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, for me, it yes. So the it is difficult, you know, because to not be able to communicate is one of the main things in life. It's crucial to be able mm. to communicate. 
But at the same yeah. time, it didn't freak me out or, you know, I, I just thought, okay, you know, uh, we learn fast and, uh, you know, it will it will all come together, you know. Mm. Uh, I look where we are now. I know. Celebrating your 10-year anniversary in Ireland. I know. I know, yeah. yeah. What would you... I sometimes I like to when when I'm hearing people's stories, I like to play with time a little bit, yeah. um, and try to imagine if you were to have a convert. If I was to transform now into Angela of ten years ago, um, what do you think she or I, this person, Angela, ten years ago, would say to you now? Would she be shocked? Would she be like, oh, mate, you're still here? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, that's actually a brilliant point. Yes, because I came with the mindset to stay six months, go back to Brazil. I, and of course, I always was the dream of mine to live abroad yeah. and to travel a bit. And, you know, especially to see a bit more of Europe, including Germany, I always wanted mm. to uh, go there. But to live here, that was not a possibility, you know, at the time. <laughs> it mm. was not like a plan or something. And yeah, you know, uh, it's, uh, I can say life has turned out better than, uh, than it could, than, than you expected. expected, you That's know. nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a journey. It was a journey, but it. You know, you know that one way that leads you to the next and then other. So I think my life, I always, when I look back, that's exactly what happened to me. Was like one way was leading me to another, you know, was opening up the next one, you know. Mm -hmm. I think about, uh, you know, even like my language barriers I had before, you know, that was preparing me for for the future, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, we, we talk to so many people um, on this podcast about the, the issues of land, and it can be, I've experienced it myself too. Um, it's so difficult and really I don't think people understand how hard it is yeah. because you become a different person. Oh, yeah. Um, you cannot be the same person. Like, if I was... So I speak some Spanish, but if I was speaking to you in Spanish now, I wouldn't be able to be 100% myself. Yeah. There'd be a lot more activity going on in my brain, finding the odd verb here and there. Um, and it that's fine if you're speaking to other people who are also learning Spanish, but if you're in an environment where everybody is a Spanish speaker, you, you contemplate the fact that I'm not that same... Guy in this group of yeah. people as I am with an English-speaking group yeah. of people. And sometimes, if you overthink that, it can be really frustrating, and yeah. um, it makes you feel impatient because you're like, I want to get to the next yeah. level, etc. Yeah. So it is such a challenge. So well done on on getting through that. Here you are. It's okay. it's incredible. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that going from the farm back in Brazil. Yeah to what was the name of the capital city uh, Florianopolis okay yeah. to get from the farm to Florianopolis um, was it like an education based decision you wanted more opportunities yeah. to improve you didn't want to be in the farm yeah. then through event management you wanted to change again it was further skills and education yeah. was becoming cabin crew mm -hmm. and then English mm -hmm. was so it's it's been these kind of 
skills yeah. or steps yeah. that have brought you to different stages of your journey. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to know how you arrived at hypnotherapy. Yeah, yeah. So what was the change or, or... Yeah, again, again, I describe it as, you know, a journey where one way leads to another, okay? Uh, so I never thought uh, about as most of people I didn't even know about hypnotherapy okay mm. and the bit I knew and uh, that's what where we will talk about in a little bit is about the myths and misconceptions that people still have you know mm. uh, and it's not it's not anyone's fault it's just what the media what the movies present and the shows you know certain culture yeah, yeah. that's uh, the first contact of most of people uh, on the hypnotherapy okay yeah uh, and we will talk about that okay i will break that down today excellent <laughs> okay but yeah so again, it was, um, you know, I started here from total scratch again. Uh, when I came, I worked as au pair. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked as nanny, as work, I worked as cleaner. And for many years, okay, not just the first year, because uh, as you know, you probably interviewed other Brazilians. We, we sort of rely on a visa, we yeah. have to study and uh, that limit limited us a lot in terms of profession and also the language you know to step in another uh, let's say in an office job or something you do have to bring your language up yeah at, at of course yeah. it's not gonna happen in one year if you come with uh, basically zero english okay the ones that come that already have I studied a lot since kids and uh, English in Brazil, yes, they do, they come, they already come with jobs and certain jobs, ID, okay, but not for a person that comes here and it starts from zero, you know, it takes time, it of takes course. time, so yeah. I, and then I, like, as I said, I always dream to do a degree, I, I enrolled myself in a degree in Ireland, okay. Mm. Uh, in 2012, mm -hmm. uh, I started my business degree. Uh, That's amazing that you went yeah. from 2010 was beginner English to 2012 beginning a degree. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was pushing myself, you know, like uh, probably the first year I struggled a lot in my degree, but the degree was so essential to bring my English up, you know, so essential. I think. Uh, from the, the years I did just English, mm. uh, you know, in, in the school, yeah. then go in an in, uh, in a degree, that already is another level because then you, you, you do uh, come across a total different vocabulary. Total, yeah. Yes. And the stabilizers are off. Totally. They expect yeah. you to be able to communicate in yes, English. Yes, and write, you have to write a lot of assignments and that that's as well is brilliant, you know. Yeah, so I did, I, uh, I started and I finished my degree in business in 2016 mm. in Ireland. Uh, and while I was doing the degree, I still, I was working as au pair, as nanny, you know, because uh, I was full time doing degree, you know, so I couldn't get another job. Plus we are not allowed to work uh, full time. Yeah. Know? So it, that was a challenge. Uh, of course. I thought those years were very challenging financially, 
Um, that is the time pressure working and studying full time at the same time. Uh, How did you get through it? What motivated you to 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 get there? Uh, I I think the fact I always wanted the degree and now I had it. Sometimes mm. I had the opportunity, you know, as resilience, persistent, and that comes as well from my background, you know, yes. from the farm. From uh, I cannot deny that, you know, it's not my merit. It's it's in me, you know, from from my background. Um, yeah, so I always looked at the. You know, and that's something I now use in my hypnotherapy as well. I always looked at the, you know, at the goal and that just kept me going, you know. Mm. At the day I would go up there and have my certificate, my, you know, that's my brilliant. degree, you know. I think, um, I, I don't know a huge amount of people who have grown up on, in um, a farming background, but I have my relatives mm -hmm. who uh, are from Mayo and they would have grown up yeah. in that agricultural background and other people that I've met in my life. Um, and I always think that they have a really good understanding of work. Yeah. Um, you know, the animals are on the yeah. farm. They, they don't take a day off. No, <laughs> no, it's, that isn't. Uh, they don't take it. It's, it's 24 seven, yeah. you know, in the farm. It's uh, work is like it's so part of of life that it's yeah. no escape. Let's put it that way. Exactly. There's no there separation. No, no, there is no separation, and there is as well flexibility. If you want to take a morning off, you can, you know. But yeah. but you do compensate that with working at the weekends, evenings, you know. Yeah. And everything, but yeah, that uh, that. That it is hard work. Let's put it that way. It's hard work. Uh, it's a way of life. Mm. You know, it's not for everyone. And uh, mm. living in a farm, and as well, there are other challenging challenges. Living remotely is another challenge. Mm. Yeah. Um, there are less options. Let's say you know to mm. go out and to do other stuff. No nice restaurants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No yeah. gym. You know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. There isn't that culture of, you know, uh, as we said now, to separate things, you know, uh, have a more balanced life. You go, you do some yoga or you mm. go for a run and no, on the farm, that's, you know, but you do get the release as well, just to be in the nature working with land. Just from that, I think you're already uh, in. There isn't stress relief that mm. comes with it, you know. Whether it's a, I have an uncle who's about 80 something years old now and I do, I'm not an exercise freak or anything like that, but I go for a little run and, and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was recently with him. I don't know how we ended up talking about this, but like he can touch his toes like so incredibly easily. I can't, I don't, I, don't I can know. hardly get past my knees. <laughs> he's, he's had an active life. Yes, they, yeah, they don't need to be honest to go to the gym. No. Because <laughs> their life is the gym. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and flexibility. And yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, my parents are in their 70s and they work, still work uh, as before, you know, they are retired, but they still keep the same lifestyle, you know. Yeah. And they are healthy, and uh, I think Amazing. you know there is there is good things about it, you know. Of course. Yeah. Um. So you 
you went and you got your degree yeah. um, from Dublin Business School, DBS, right? Yes, yeah, CCT. Ah, CCT, sorry. Yeah, yeah. City Colleges. City College. Sorry, okay. Yeah. Um, was that a, a four-year thing? Uh, that was three years. Three years. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then what did that lead to? So that lead, lead me to the next adventure, mm. uh, which I will tell uh, you now. So uh, I met my husband now. Uh, during the time I, I was doing uh, my degree, mm. and uh, at the very start, he started to come out with, he wanted to move abroad, and, and then I said, okay. And then I said, yeah, you know, like the same way as it did me a health, good coming child, and then experiences you know i had and all that culture you know and uh, the growth you have you know yeah. here you know uh, i don't think there is other way to have a such an internal growth uh, as doing this and i said yes you should definitely do that yeah. <laughs> you know and uh, you know the same way i came here and you know and it's been amazing uh, totally 100% support, you know, he never lived abroad before. And so time went on and on, and, and one day he mentioned that uh, he wanted to go to Cayman Islands, and if I would be up to go with him. And I said, yes, but just after when I finished my degree, I that was hanging in my life for so long, I'm yeah. not going to now stop in the middle after, yes, before, I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, like, you know, the degree would definitely help me in open doors, which did, you know, so we wait and 2016, uh, near when I was going to finish my degree, he started to apply for jobs in Cayman Islands and he got a job. So he went out a bit before me, mm. a few months before me. Mm -hmm. So to be honest, it was good. So it was mm. everything organized. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I, when I arrived there, so then I got the job in event planning. Wow, there were batch. <laughs> <laughs> the full yeah, circle. I, the full circle, yeah. I worked for uh, the biggest company in Cayman Islands uh, okay. celebrations, yeah. Okay. So we stayed there two years out there. Wow. Yeah. What a nice life out there, I imagine. Amazing experience, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally different again, you know. My brother, um, he lived in Trinidad before and he also yeah. lived in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. um, and I was lucky enough to, to visit him okay. in those two places. Isn't that beautiful? Um, yeah. Really, yeah. really beautiful. Um, totally different type of life. <laughs> totally, different, totally different, yeah. Yeah, I've never been to Cayman Islands before, but yeah, I imagine it's incredible. Yeah, no, it is. It's uh, it's some place, you know. Uh, to be honest, I think in terms of the sea itself, the color of the sea, I never stepped in, in a place like that. And Florianopolis, uh, where I come from. And Brazil, you know, it's, it's stunning, you know, it's really? a beautiful, beautiful island with lots of beaches around, but Cayman Islands, just the crystal blue, turquoise water, it's just mind-blowing, you know, <laughs> when you see that the yeah. first time, it actually, the same as when coming to Ireland and you see the greenery, which is a different green, yeah. you know. So it's it's uh, the same principle, you know, it's that uniqueness mm. of the place. So yeah, so we, we spent two years there working. Uh, it was a really good experience for both, you know. Mm. 
and uh, and then yeah we decided to come back to Ireland you know after two years um, what was calling you back so there were a few aspects okay uh, the experience was great uh, what was a bit uh, tricky was in terms of culture options because it's a small island like you can take your car and drive around in three hours That's yeah island yeah so that is something called uh, island sick you know? yeah uh, so you still get that it's very small the options uh, in terms of concerts theater things like that are not there yeah it's mostly bars, speech, you know, which is lovely, but at some point you expect uh, something more, something more. And as well, the balance that we were searching for, for our life. And uh, we didn't get there. And mm. work there is the very influenced by America. So long hours and, and then as well, the type of work that we were in, you know, I, I mean, event planning again, I was working evenings, mm. weekends, so mm. there was not that balance, you know, of looking after yourself, of doing some yoga or, you know, things like that. So we're thinking, mm, you know, this is, is was great. I think it was sort of a shortcut for us to realize, okay, you know, uh, this is not exactly what we want. Yeah. I think, uh, and as well, then we came back to Ireland and I think we appreciated Ireland much more again, you know. And for my husband, it was great because he faced some challenges that I did when I came to Ireland. And from then, I think he is able to understand much more uh, what I went through here and still going through here. Yeah. So it, it, I think for him, was really good in yeah. that sense, you know. Well, good for him on, on, on wanting to have that experience. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, because not everybody do. No, like, no. It's a different, like, you, you, you'll admit yourself, the reason why you came here initially was yeah. to, to, to learn English. Yeah. People, Irish people don't have that um, necessity a lot of the no. time. Um, no. So it is when they, if people do it, it's it's more for the experience. It's not. It's definitely most of the time. Irish people have a long, long history of having to emigrate. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but mm. most of the time, nowadays, it's not out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, has been. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it's it's good that he did that. It is, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you can talk, you know, you have a friend. Have you lived abroad? I have, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, and you know now, you know, you and you have a friends and you feel the difference in a conversation with the friends that lived abroad and the ones that don't, you know. Not saying that anyone is better or worse, but it's just you have that much more in common to yeah, share, you know. it's something I... Uh... It's a strange one. I, I, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah I hundred percent agree. There's, you come back the same person but different, and it's mm -hmm. hard to explain how or or why. Um, and my friends from four years old I will always be my my friends, yeah. and I'm so lucky to have them still. Absolutely. Uh, but with you know, as you say, there is a difference in in experience. Yeah. Um, uh, they probably say the same thing about me you know um 
But it's a strange one. I I, I don't know how to explain it. I know, I know it is impossible to, to explain. I think I'm the same. I still have my friends back home. And I have my friends here, you know, that been through the same uh, journey I did, you know. Mm. So it's it's a different dynamic, you know, with, yeah. with both. And it doesn't mean that uh, one friend is better than the other. No, of course an, not. Yeah. It's just, an, uh, I think when you have it and more things in common, you know, I think it just creates more connection or something like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and and different conversations you have with those friends, you know, it's 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 hard to explain, you know. It is. It's hard to explain, but maybe the fact that it's hard to explain is the very reason it exists. Yeah. Like, yeah. just say we're, we're you're talking to me now, and imagine I have never been abroad. Yeah. Very very few people in the world would have the ability to communicate that experience so that I really understand it. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost impossible to do. It is. Um, and, you know, that goes for everything in life. Imagine a refugee who comes here from, yeah. from a war background. Like, we can feel empathy and everything, but we have not lived what that person has lived. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it goes across many different areas that yeah. that, that yeah. thing no, it does it applies for many for all areas to be honest yeah so then you 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 came back from Cayman um, and this was in 20 2018 18 yeah yeah so we got married that year Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here in Ireland? Um, in, we wanted to uh, marry in Ireland, but to be honest, I had closed, sort of closed my doors when I went out. So it was just a bit tricky because I had them to come and go back to Brazil and then come again, you know, for the marriage. I had to come apply for it. Okay. Uh, stay out of the country. It's just, uh, oh, okay. just procedures you have to go through. And at the moment, like, um, that's a bit of a hassle, you know. Of course. And time consuming as well. So then we decided to marry in New York. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice choice. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice and it was, was simple, you know, practical. Yeah. Like, uh, and we had a beautiful day. It was just me and Ronan, my husband. Um, and yeah, so we got to see New York and uh, enjoy. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. At the start, I think this is you know a bit weird. No family, just me and him. You know, it was not the way we both wanted. But then at the end, uh, okay, let's go sign. And but then at end up was an amazing day you know it's beautiful and we were walking on the streets and went to a nice restaurant what time of year was it and uh, it was in august nice oh well probably quite hot was it it was was not it was hot yeah yeah (laughs) okay for you maybe but uh i'm sure ronan probably suffered a little bit (laughs) no at that time he was loose after leaving in cape well that's true good point he had acclimatized so we married in new york and then we came uh back to ireland all right lovely um it's it's been an adventure so far i mean from everything like between the German Brazilian thing, then living even on, on a farm in and of itself, moving when you're 15 years old for education purposes, um, 
and then obviously coming to Ireland, Cayman Islands, Marion in New York. Yeah. I think it's probably a story you would not have been able to write for yourself. <laughs> oh, I would never imagine that. Yeah, yeah. I think now, you know, it's pretty uh, amazing how everything, you know, it's happening and I can consider myself so lucky, you know, because, uh, yeah, it's been uh, beyond my dreams, you know, and I'm not saying everything is has been in sea of roses. Of course not. not. You know, yeah, that doesn't exist. No, that doesn't exist. There is a lot of hardship, you yeah. know, and, and that's important too, you know, uh, to learn, to grow and to change and improve, you know. Yeah, we have the, um, I, I've always loved that uh, symbol of the yin, yin and yang. Yeah. And every couple of years I get a new meaning from it. Yeah. You know, maybe in the past it was something very simple like, like there's good and there's evil and there's yeah. part of us or whatever. But I, I've grown for some stupid reason. I only recently noticed within within the white part there's a tiny black dot, yeah. and within the black part there's a tiny white dot. And it, for me, that you know, it's kind of like in the good moments, in the beautiful moments of life, there's still there's always going to be a little bit of of like difficulty or hurt. So that's there, and you all just I'm not saying this is what it means. It was what I take from yeah, it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And likewise, when you're in a fully dark, bad moment, there's a little bit of light and you have to. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's it's a motion thing, isn't it? it, it is. It's a wheel it and it one is. fuels the other. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so you go through life, you know, that are the stages that can be a bit darker or a bit lighter. And as you said, in the dark, there always exists that light, you know, mm. there that yeah. you can go and grab it or a bit of darkness as well in the life. Yeah. Never 100% yes. perfect, 100% happy. That, that doesn't exist, you yeah. know. Yeah. You have to take them both and they both are important to create a balance, yeah. you know. Imagine if everything was beautiful, perfect and easy, you wouldn't keep value, you know, yeah. for seven Absolutely, months, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, don't they say something like, how can you know the light exists if there's no such thing as darkness? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I just made that up, but I mean, no, you know, it's a pretty that, common thing anyway. Yeah. But that is uh, it, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm still interested to know. You've come back. I'm, I'm excited to get to the, the, the exciting <laughs> yeah, part. <laughs> yeah. So 2018, we came back and we both got jobs again. Um, and then, but, you know, we've been on a journey in terms of... Uh, you know, yoga, meditation, that part of mm. uh, we've been in that journey and we both, myself and Ronan, always had a massive interest in that. And that as well was a reason that came and did really suit because we we did, we felt that there, that part was a bit, you know, uh, out, you know, there wasn't much space to put a bit of energy in that part to create more balance in your life. So back to Ireland and, and then we sort of sort of knew what we wanted, knew but didn't know, you know, we knew, sort of had an idea but didn't know how we would achieve that, you know, a bit of more balanced life. So again, both got jobs uh, and things was going well uh, and then uh, 
but still we, we were thinking about you know something different you know we were thinking at the, at the, at that time already how can we maybe start a business or something mm. uh, for ourselves uh, you know and then one day uh, my husband met an old friend and uh, for lunch and he then mentioned an amazing workshop that was uh, going on in Dublin in the Vedanta Society, which is a uh, meditation yoga place, you know. And then we both went for uh, this workshop uh, on personality types. It's called Enneagram. I don't know if you ever heard about. Say the name again. Enneagram. No. Yeah, it's not that well known here yet. Very well known in America. Okay. Uh, and very used as a tool. Okay. Uh, about personality types. It's basically to get to know yourself mm. better, you know, and get to know more people, to be more emotional, intelligent. Okay. Does it state that there's nine different personality yeah, types? That is yeah, that types. Yeah. So yeah, it's been I have known read it for, before, yeah. for years, you know. So we, we went to that workshop, uh, it was two full weekends. We both loved it, uh, appealed to us, it made sense, you know. Uh, I think we got really uh, good things out of that because we start to uh, get to know ourselves better. And as well, our marriage, I can tell you, our marriage has just improved so much since, mm. since those workshops. And mm. then since that, we we went further, we, we got to uh, go and study that more profoundly over the years yeah. okay at the point that uh, now Ronan my husband he is doing trainings um, on that and he has a book oh, right. stop being yourself stop okay? being yourself uh, yeah okay the personality types and he uses that um, as well you know as negotiation and leadership emotional intelligence so he does corporate training oh, great yeah so to help to bring uh, more awareness to people you know mm. uh, you know and so so that was the starting point of the change the Instagram, you know and that's how then i came across the hypnotherapy mm. okay because it's you know uh, got yeah you know that sometimes you go through life and then uh, autopilot mode and you do you know things in a certain way and you keep doing and and then certain things repeat in your life you know and you don't know how why how can i get past this yeah <laughs> yes you know it's basically you know i know that's you know if you hear that saying walking in the same street and falling in the same hole mm, yeah so things repeating in your life and you not can, cannot get out of this okay yeah. and and that's where the personality types really explain to you why you know because we all see the world in a different way the, let's say this Instagram says that we have a nine personality types but we all different you know it's not putting in a box yeah okay that's not the point is actually it's it's going to help you to come out of your box yeah Interesting, okay yeah, yeah. Uh, so we there are nine personalities but there are you know influences in the personality that make you different from another that's the same personality as you mm. but the point is to identify 
uh, your programming. So basically, we have nine types of programming, which mm -hmm. includes, you know, a certain way of behaving, of thinking, of viewing the world. So that's why we are different, you know. Yeah. Let's say, let's put nine uh, classes here at the table, okay? There are nine types of lens, yeah. the one that you put, you know, and yeah. you see the world is totally different from mine. Yes. Maybe not, maybe we are the same personality, yeah, maybe. But, but you know, it's, it's different. So mm. that's why it's important because then you start to understand, mm, okay, that's why he always acts like that or he yeah. thinks that way, yeah. you know? So it really is a revelation, you know, and and that's where I then sort my revelation. Like at the time, it was like, okay, I'm not doing uh, something that actually really makes me happy here, you know. And uh, I'm a type three, okay, which is the sort of success drive. And uh, that's, mm -hmm. you know, now you can see how. You know, wanted to the goal orientated. Yeah, wanted yeah. to study, and as well, I have a four wings. Let's say you have a personality, and you have an influence from the next, and the number four is more individualist. That that person that wants to be a bit different, you know, that person that's a bit artistic and wants to be different. Yeah. So I have these two influences. Okay, the yeah. person that is. Their core is like wanted the success, you know, the identifies themselves with their career, with what they do. And then they have the influence of wanted to be different, you know. Uh, and so and then as you know, all the jobs I did was mostly influenced by number three. Didn't necessarily bring me happiness, mm. or wasn't necessarily uh, that I really, you know, got as you know fulfillment out but was more an image you know my and you know the event plan you know yeah i, I get that <laughs> yeah image, you know mm. <laughs> and then yeah then i start to think about what do i want you know i i because i'm going from job and job and not really it's not really what i want to do for the rest of my life you know then i um uh, with that in mind, uh, but I had the thing as well to have lots of fear to leave a job, you know, mm. that, you know, to change the job and that. So then I went to uh, a therapist to help me, to help me to see what I really want and also to to break down a bit of that fear, you know, of staying too long in the job, of that fear of change, you know, of and then that was brilliant you know i love mm. that and, and then i thought wow can i ask you one question yeah um, many people who in their life in general and many people um who move abroad um go on a little bit of this hero's journey which is what you're talking about now yeah. which is that going from the status quo yeah. into the dangerous uh, change land yeah. um and often what yeah you know as is repeated in um in the hero's journey kind of theory is that we need someone who is kind of like the wise old man or the mm -hmm. wise old lady or the warrior or whoever it might be who guides you yeah. a little bit through the um, through the difficult parts yeah. 
Um, and often what in reality that is or could be is it maybe a therapist or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you decided to go to therapy here in Ireland, yeah. which is a lot of people might be able might be listening to this podcast and say, well, I'm not from Ireland, but I need to you know, get therapy. So it was a big step for you. Yeah. Um, I imagine, first of all, was the therapy through English? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of your second language, but at this point, maybe English is almost your... No, that, that, that point wasn't an issue. I, I worked, uh, I did the degree, I worked those years uh, yeah. in jobs in Gaelan, which was 100% English. So yeah. that wasn't my concern anymore, you know, Good. Uh, the, the language at that time, you know. Hmm. Uh, but you decided to do it, which is obviously the most important thing, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, so how did that help you with the fear of, of, of leaving a job? Well, it helped me so much that I left during the COVID, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was the time that no, everyone was like, okay, I hope I don't, you know, I don't, uh, lose my job you know and that time i just caught one day like you know at the start of the covid and things was really bad in italy you know and, and there was that unknown that fear how bad can that be if it yeah. comes here yeah and i remember that day was walking to work i was working in tala and uh, thinking you know i i'm not enjoying totally my work i like it it's okay but it doesn't really agree with me, with my personality, with my soul, and God knows what will happen with this COVID. I need to make a change. This is not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then that was where I then uh, did my research in hypnotherapy, and you know, and I found out like why did I pick hypnotherapy, not other therapies? You know, at that time I was. Of course, with the influence of the personality types, I knew how the mind is programmed and I wanted something more profound, you know, something deeper in mm. the mind, you know, than just chatting with someone. And then, yeah, so I, I caught some uh, really good result in, in those sessions, okay, that uh, not the straight away I did consider it for me. Yeah. No, not, was not like the like coming straight away to me uh, i had the list okay then i got the career coach to help me to oh good to, yeah to help me to decide which way or what career would suit me you know mm. and i had a list of things you know even some silly things you know and then we broke that down and i had the hypnotherapy but then, uh, but I already at that point I knew I wanted hypnotherapy, you know. And I, but I just needed to to talk to someone to you know make sure to confirm it to confirm that. And then that was like, okay, yes, that is it. And that's what I want. That suits me. You know, I had like <laughs> graphic designer, I had interior designer, I had their painter, I had other types of therapy, I had uh, cooking certain things and relationship. I love cooking and yeah. plants, so I had <laughs> my hobbies out there. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, but how can you make an hobby or something, you know, into a business? That's yeah, your story. That's so, the challenge. And then I went after for courses, you know, uh, and then I wanted to be in person as well. Mm. I knew it was during the COVID, but I found then uh, in Ireland the uh, Institute of Clinical Hypnotherapy okay. of Ireland. That's where I did my, my course, so my training. Okay. At the start was online, but then at the end we we were able to go in the classes, and okay. that was brilliant because it's practice, you know, it's lots of yeah. Practice. I imagine you have to be in person for yeah, for hypnotherapy practices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know a lot about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I think of hypnotism, I think of magicians. I know. And mm -hmm. being on stage yeah. and and this type of thing. Yeah. Um, I. I also, what you said earlier on about a certain narrative around a thing. Yeah. Um, maybe my personality type, I'm not 100% sure what I am actually. Uh, I am aware that I maybe unconsciously uh, consume narratives, mm -hmm. let's say. And I, I discovered this about myself when uh, with meditation. Yeah. Um, meditation I, is brilliant to go in your world to get the clarity you know because you go beyond your thoughts there you know absolutely um and i have i think deep inside of me i have a big uh a big spiritual part let's yeah, say a yeah. big belief in in that sort of stuff but also a big fear of 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 let's say whatever it is god or yeah the unknown, the unknown exactly we, we don't know you know mm. of course we have a belief you know and whatever that is god universe energy you know yeah but it's a belief you know no one knows yeah uh, for sure what exactly exists and what doesn't you know yeah and, and the unknown can be the same time that you, uh, you know, I do as well have that belief of, you know, there is something greater than, than us out yeah. there, but uh, it's good you have it, I think, but as well, it's, it's the known can bring you as well lots of fears of, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And perhaps fears of, of things that could be good for you. I mean, when I first started meditating, I think, I don't know where I got this narrative from, whether it was from media or whatever. This is years ago. Okay. Um, probably I was about, oh, it's probably about 10, more than 10 years ago anyway, mm -hmm. uh, that I first started getting interested in things like meditation. But I think my initial belief of it was, and I don't know where this came from, was that in meditation, you kind of go into a trance and you're out of, you know, which is silly stuff. But maybe I had seen like Indian, you know, gurus on, on telly or something like that. And yeah. them kind of like, and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, oh, well, if I just sit down and meditate, yeah. that's going to happen to me. And I don't know what that's like. And that would be weird. Mm -hmm. But obviously, that's not what the reality is. But you know that that belief is very common. I had that as well about about meditation and then that was frustrating because i never felt that yeah yeah exactly and then i, I remember at least i started to do a bit more research listen to different people and then i came across why well, i don't remember the name but saying that okay you just sit quiet and you focus you start to focus if you're not a, an experienced meditation meditator you start to focus you know it can be on the clock or your breathing or your heartbeat 
and then you sit there nothing will happen you just sit there yeah, yeah. you're not going to another planet to another world or that's just it's this all comes down to expectation isn't it yeah and language yeah um i yes. speaking of learning languages and but the power of language is immense so how i got into uh meditation I didn't realize I was getting into it. Okay. Um, I started studying psychology and within the research that I was studying, it wasn't called meditation because mm-hmm. meditation was, I guess, too fruity for, yeah. for science journals. Yeah. So it was called breathing and breathing okay. techniques. Okay. So I initially got into meditation, which was, uh, I remember the objective was lie down on the floor, mm-hmm. stick your five minutes on your phone yeah. and breathe deeply. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't trying to like disconnect from thoughts. I was literally just like going, like I was going for a run. So one foot in front of the other, yeah. breathe deeply for five minutes, yeah. try and do it every day. And then that grew into getting interested. It's like, okay, I've kind of done this five minutes thing. What else is there? Mm-hmm. And then there was, you know, there's all kinds of apps and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. like Headspace and yeah, all of these things yeah. that you can help then take further your yeah. interest in it. Yeah. Um, but I guess uh, in terms of hypnotherapy, I still have to break down those mm-hmm. walls a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I remember being at a show. I've said this on the podcast mm-hmm. before, so I'm going to speed through the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Darren Brown. I'm not sure if you know who Darren I, Brown yes, is. Yes, I, I think. Brilliant, I kind of. I his show as well. He's brilliant, yeah. unbelievable. Um, and I, 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 I love his stuff. He's not a magician. It's more of a like mind. I don't know what you call him. Uh, he uh, would call him a stage hypnotist. You know. Well, there you go. Yeah. He's a stage hypnotist. Yeah. Um, so the first part of the show was maybe the stereotypical stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then in the second part of the show, he said, I'm going to put everybody in the audience into a state of, he said, it's not hypnosis, but it's similar to hypnosis. It's more similar to sleepwalking, he said. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't, you know, volunteer for this. Um, and then he comes back anyway. And, and long story short, he says, follow my voice the usual kind of stuff yeah. and as you're going to hear a noise in the background so in my head I was like this isn't going to work I bet you I'm one of those people that yeah, I'm, not I'm not susceptible or whatever yeah. um, when he started speaking I felt nothing and then this noise came on and it was I compare it to like mm-hmm. if someone if you're underwater and someone had a massive Chinese gong and just like boom, like this really deep vibration yeah. and I instantly started just like how can I say I'd never like fallen asleep like that before in my life like I was like uncontrollably but also I was afraid and I didn't want to be one of the people brought up on stage or something like that I was like in the bored gosh theatre in front of like 10,000 people that's not for me Um, so I, I, I fought it but I remember that sensation so even in that I was like okay there's something in this yes and what I see on hypnotherapy on the TV is not actors mm-hmm. pretending yeah, no. because sometimes you do think that. Yeah, yeah. You know? oh, yeah, yeah, you do, you do. Uh, yeah, so there is still lots of myths and misconceptions about hypnotherapy, okay? And uh, basically most of people that call me and I have to go through this and I do go through this 
seriously even before the session because any fear that's there mm. uh, might hold you back for a beautiful experience, you know, to yeah. go deep and to get more results from your session, okay? Mm-hmm. So there are, and, and it's not anyone's fault, it's just the way that's presented in the world has been presented for a few years in movies, okay? Yeah. If you watch movies about hypnotherapy, uh, they don't show anything positive, okay? It's the hypnotist, hypnotist, hypnotist in this case, controlling, you know, and yeah, which is, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's not true. And then the stages as well, you know, uh, the hypnotist makes you bark like a dog and this and that. Comedy. So it's comedy. It's entertainment. You know that part of the of the of the hypnosis. Okay. Yeah. So there is that part, and that's the part that people probably have is the first contact, the first exposure people have on hypnosis, mm. and then they associate that with something so amazing. You know, it's a tool that really can can make such a difference in your life. You know, and that should help you. Okay, mm. which is the I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. Okay, yes. So I only use hypnosis in the clinic. Okay, mm. uh, to help. People. Yeah, and it, it's for various uh, things, you know. Mm. I, I do quit smoking, yes, I do weight loss, yes, that are the two. Yeah, they're the ones, ones I, I know. Yeah, 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 the most common, let's yeah. say. But there is, you know, the all the mental health mm. uh, part of it, you know, which is depression, anxiety, trauma, you know, mm-hmm. fears, phobias, okay, mm. addictions. Uh, all of that part, but as well, there is then uh, the performance, confidence, mm. that all up. And that's very common, okay? Interesting, yeah. Self-love, confidence, all that part, so like feel-good hypnosis, okay? Mm. And also, uh, you know, it's not mine part, you need to sort of specialize in certain things, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but hypnosis can be used for sports as mm-hmm. well, you know, in, in sports and also in uh, hospitals and dental clinics, you know, because you do, you have so much power in your mind that you do can uh, uh, anesthetize. This anesthetic, yeah, anesthetic, 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 and the person doesn't, doesn't feel doesn't it. bleed because in coma all uh, your your blood vessels are all super relaxed. So relaxed that you don't even bleed, you know. Yeah. And the dental clinics is used, especially children, you know, that are afraid of needles and mm. as well. And hypnobird, you know, that is ah uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and thank God it's getting more and more common and popular. Okay, mm. nowadays you know it's it's um, yeah I'm probably <laughs> uh, you know suspicious to talk how good it is, but uh, I seen it. You've seen the benefits. Day, the benefits of it, okay? Mm. Because um, I don't know. I'm just gonna say in a few words exactly how it works, but. 
Um, so the difference between hypnotherapy and other therapies is that we are, we access your subconscious mind. Yes. Which, you know, subconscious mind is 95% of your mental activities are there, you know. Yeah. The 5% is the other part of your mind, which is called conscious mind. Yes. Which is the logical, rational, mm-hmm. you know, my decision-making, short-term memory. That's, you know, that's, that's the critical factor as well, you know. You yeah. Know. You decide, okay, that's good, that's bad. So it's your decision making. I compare the two of them sometimes. Like, um, I think Daniel, is it Daniel Kahneman has the book Thinking Fast and Slow, which is those way of like, so if I say to you, what's 37 multiplied by six, then that's your 5% mind will do that calculation. Yeah, rational, logical. But if I say to you, what's two plus two, you go four. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, did you do a calculation there? Like, no. Well, it's 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 imprinted automatic. there. Yeah, that's yeah. automatic. Yeah, and that comes because you did it so many times. That's our head insert in your yeah. somewhere in your mind. So that's a subconscious mind, you know. Yeah. So the subconscious mind is that part of you that that's the part where are your emotions? Okay, emotions, habits, beliefs, long-term memory, and your protective part. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's huge. If you think about mm. what drives your life, your emotions, your beliefs, yeah. your habits, you know, yeah. that's what, you know, it, it drives your mind, yeah. controls you, you know. Yeah. So that's where uh, my therapy works, okay? And how does it work? So it's, you know, hypnotherapy is simple. Mm. Okay, it's a technique, it's scientific. Mm. There is no mysticism, magic, no, mm. no, it's scientific. Okay, mm. that's why it's in therapy, you know. Yeah, and so basically, uh, to access your subconscious mind, mm. you need to go in that trance state, which we call trance state. Yeah, which is uh, being hypnotized. Okay, and yeah. to achieve that is relaxation. Okay, mm. physical, mental relaxation. Mm. Okay, and we achieve that. Okay, so my sessions start, you know, uh, first there are ways to do it, and also depends on the person. So that's why I need to know a little bit. So, first we have a conversation, I do the full intake, full consultation with you. So, so this happens before, start, yeah, in the first session, I do full consultation. First, it's a phone call, to be honest, to see yeah. what's your problem, if I can help you, if you like my therapy, because if you want just conventional therapy, you go to someone else. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so first is the call. At, uh, it's a free call. Okay. We, it's around 15, 20 minutes. So I explain what I do and if it appeals to you. If it can help your issue or improve whatever you want to change or improve your life, fine. And then I can as well give an estimate on how many sessions you might need. Okay. Yeah. And then the first session I do full consultation. Mm-hmm. I explain a bit further the uh, hypnosis technique so you feel very comfortable, yeah. you know, to do it. And then we do it. No, mm. it's it's just it's a nice uh, inclined chair and be there and it's just techniques. So first we you know, I am guiding you there okay, yeah. to achieve that. So we start with the physical relaxation. It's first we do the uh, we call it instant 
relaxation. It's, a, it's basically a technique as well, okay, to give you know how you probably seen on TV. So it gives you that, just that shock that mm. you know. Yeah. At the start, some people I don't do it uh, like I do from the talk show. Uh, I didn't do it. Some people can't, you know, they have a heart issue or something. No. Oh yeah, he was yeah. telling me about yeah. that. Yeah. So, but it's it, I don't have to do that. Okay, it helps. It it just helps. It's the process. The yeah. process, but I don't have to. It's just can go in the. Um, we call it the progressive relaxation. Okay which is the induction. And then, yeah, so it's all technique, breathing, relaxation, force, physical, because to be able to relax your mind, you need to be physically relaxed. Relaxed, yeah. And then it's mind relaxing, uh, which is techniques I use again mm -hmm. to relax your mind. And then after we, we proceed to deeper nerves and we use imagination. So I make you really imagine you are in a certain place. And then I play with your imagination, you know. Yeah. At the point when I then at some point I sort of test you if you are hypnotized or not. So okay. I sort of say, you know, if you you know to lift fingers, open and close your eyes and things like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then after that, if I'm happy, if I know you are hypnotized, then I press I go in the actual session, you know, the personal session where you came. Okay. Uh, for me, you know, it can be whatever, uh, focus or performance or confidence or anxiety or anything. So that's the, then the last part that we work. It sounds very interesting. It is. No, it's uh, it's amazing. You know, it really works, you know, and as and as well, you know, it depends like uh, on the person. So the first thing I ever want to make sure are you committed, you know, mm. because if you want, ah, you know, I want to come to you just to give it a try and say, no, uh, no, no, I want you to be committed. We need to work together here. You know, let's say a quit smoker. Mm. If you're not sure that you want to stop, it's not going to work because you need to want it. Yeah. That that's the key. You need to want it, and then I help you. But that's um, almost anything in life, isn't it? I mean, yeah. from speaking, from doing this podcast, and from speaking to people in general about uh, hearing people are like, oh, I, I think I want to move abroad, or I, yeah. I'll give it a go. And it's like, no, you really have to want it and that experience. So some part of me, um, it sounds a little bit like. You know, obviously, uh, I'm manipulating a dream almost. So when I say when I when I mean manipulation, it's kind of like, you know, visualization and being able to see yourself, let's say, as a non-smoker. Yeah, yeah. But really, believing that. Yes, yes, yeah. Because for the subconscious mind, imagination and reality. There is no difference. Okay? Mm. And that's the key, you know, if yeah. you can imagine, you can make it reality. Yeah. Okay. So mm. yeah, it's it's but we all we all are hypnotized in our day in your daily lives, you know. You know, I don't do you drive 
Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you are in your car and you arrive at the place that you want without thinking much. You are yeah. there. That, you, <laughs> you hypnotize during the journey. Yeah. Sometimes you're on TV, watching TV, let's say your partner uh, goes out, comes back and asks you, so Mark, what happened? And then you... Um, he didn't know, you know, yeah. you were there just mesmerized, just yeah. looking at the TV, but you know, like hypnotizing from yeah, spaced out, spaced out, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's you know, it's not it's not like oh, you're going to a different planet. No, you're just deeply, deeply relaxed. Okay, mm. that's that is it. To access your subconscious mind, you need to be deep relaxed. So in that case, would people? Um, because you know, again, on stage, it's my only experience that yeah, I have yeah. of it. So they would say that they can't remember. Like they'd be like, "Oh, you were barking like a dog," and they're like, yeah. oh, "Was I?" <laughs> um, is that something also that some like a, a patient of yours would experience mm -hmm. that they they wake up mm -hmm. and don't remember? Yeah, depends on person to person. Okay, some mm. people remember every single word some people the mind trips off and comes back so they would remember 50 percent some people don't remember anything mm. and then they oh whatever you did it worked wow. <laughs> like you know and it's it comes down here again to be able to relax okay and suggestibility some people are more suggestible yes than others and that's where i cannot guarantee uh the the results okay because it's not in my hands i do i do the same techniques you know i learned and you know uh you know i have my procedures in place but uh, i can't control how much you will relax into it yeah okay i can help you you know because i know for some people are different techniques if i know you are more logical uh, i have a different Techniques than someone that's more artistic, okay? Mm. So in that sense, I can help you, but I can I don't have the control on how deep you will let, let yourself go during the session. And yes. as well, I don't have a control how much you will accept the positive suggestions. Mm. Okay. To you. That's you are in control of that. That's why the hypnotherapist has no control over you unless you want yeah. So those people on stage, they are up for it. They are not like you that are hiding. Oh, I don't want to be like that. No, they are going to that show to have a fun, to be up for it. Mm. They are very suggestible. The hypnotist is basically the same, uh, let's say, base, but he does few suggestions and he keeps an eye and he knows exactly who to pick to come okay. up. Because he big know, smile on their face or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like from the suggestions, he simple things, you know, like um, let's, you know, uh, put your hands up, you know, that like the first ones with their hands okay, up, yeah. like that. So they feel they are very suggestible. Let's sit down, this mm. and that, and then he he knows he picks, and if he gets someone wrong, that mind seem up for it go up on the stage and it's not so much he will send him back and not try yeah. the show but but people that are going on that stage and doing silly things they're up for it mm. no one is forcing them yeah to that's do true anything okay mm. 
that is true yeah so that's that's true you know it's the same i'm you can't force anyone to do anything unless they want to mm. um yeah it sounds like an an incredible experience i know edu having spoken to him was like full of praise yeah. he's like this has been brilliant for me yeah he he is getting some benefits out you know uh because he he really is suggestible uh you know i think he's well sort we've got you know on very well it helps as well you yeah. know uh, so he comes in and he's just he loves it as well i think he loves the feeling of relaxation because some people have such an active mind that that's the only time they can actually switch off a bit of mind. It's such a relief. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have clients after I, they come for the certain treatment, they come back once per month just for that, for, just for a relaxation session. Yeah. Because it's the only way they can switch off their mind. And it's so important for stress relief, for the immune system to work better, you know. Yeah. It's really beneficial. So I have, I do offer that service as well just relaxation yeah without treating anything specific yeah that's that's amazing um yeah and it's if it is doing such good for people it's Mm -hmm. it's great that you're speaking about it and that trying to change the narrative about it because Mm -hmm. um i've never experienced it but you know i i do I do think that there is some some good in it and I, yes. I, I really believe in what you're saying mm-hmm. um, and I think that is something people should check out. They should, yeah, yeah. So that's, to be honest, I, I didn't put myself so much out but things I, you know, talk to do and so many people then uh, reach out to me saying I didn't know you exist and I didn't know about the work you know i always thought it worked different way i always was afraid of it and you know so i think it is it is a really good tool you know uh, to help people it's it's uh, yeah it's it's good you know and another way as well uh, that i work even a bit further with people is uh, because you automatically are more suggestible. That's a good thing for people to know, to share, okay, this knowledge. Mm. So we all are more uh, suggestible, more our subconscious mind is more reachable, let's say, in certain times of the day, okay? Okay. So I do give out just for my clients to listen at home, okay? Mm. Uh, and okay. that's as well, if they listen, is it helps so much but you can listen it there are lots of good audios on youtube okay Okay. you just pick what you are looking for to change in your life there are positive suggestions about confidence or focus or whatever you are want in this moment okay okay so the good times is at night and it's not me saying it okay this is scientific okay yeah yeah. it's even in the book the biology of belief Mm. and at the night time when you go to bed, you're ready to go to bed, okay, you lie down and then you press the audio, mm. hypnotherapy audio, okay? Mm. It doesn't matter if you sleep in the next minute and the next five, your your conscious mind will fall asleep, but your subconscious mind will be listening to that. So that's always going in, okay, okay. in yeah. your mind. That's a way to pro- reprogram your mind. Yeah. It goes out, it's at the night time. Mm. 
Okay. okay. And and then in the morning, before you are totally awake, before you get up, so you wake up, you're still a bit like, you know, in that stage. That's 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 a hypnosis stage. It's mm. in between sleeping and uh, awake. Yeah. Okay. That is basically the feeling of trance. Yeah. So then you as well playing out is a short one in the morning, you know, uh, just to just to set you up for the day. Okay. Mm. Uh, six minutes you listen that of you watch your day so it's a really good way to start your day and if you do that uh, because reprogramming is as well repetition okay, yes is the key so there is scientifically for habits that are simple 21 days mm-hmm. you listen to others for habits that are a bit more trickier uh, 66 days to to see and and big shift okay interesting so yeah so anyone can do that you know for free you can do that at home and that could be a nice um initial step for yeah to get familiar with uh, how it works how how you feel you know it's yeah it's beautiful it's uh, i recommend that for everyone okay and you don't need to set time apart you just do it while you go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is another thing. People don't have time, you know, to do lots of things in their life. If you want, you find time, but it's just yeah. ants, you know. That's a really nice one. How do we yeah. find those audios then? Your ones, for example, how can we yeah. how can we find that? Yeah, mine ones uh, at the moment, uh, they are just available for my clients. Okay. Uh, but I'm working on a project to make them available. Brilliant. Uh, for for anyone, mm. you know. Uh, you have a relaxing voice. Uh, it helps well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyone can become a hypnotherapist as long as you have a passion for it, uh, and as long you have to have a little, little bit of flair. So that's probably mm. where my voice comes in as yeah. well. <laughs> Help. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I I can't say uh, since I moved career is, has been life changing, you know, for me as well, you know, while I help other people, I'm helping myself, you know, I'm mm. there and, you know, 100% present with the person and and it's beautiful, it's, it's so, you know, satisfying to see that uh, help people to make a difference okay yeah because it's not me that is i'm helping you you have everything in you your the abilities are there yeah you have it it's yeah. there you just need to reconnect with that yeah. potential your full potential yeah okay and that's yeah i have to say i've moved from curious to interested if that makes yeah. sense you know that you know that kind of way <laughs> uh, it reminds me of that facebook status when you're like yeah. interested in um yeah but look uh, you invited to come and try it out oh thank you okay we book a session for you because you uh, already are meditator as well but people don't need any back ground of anything yeah uh, to be honest most of my clients never did uh, meditation or hypnosis before and it works okay? yeah so yeah look um you are invited to come for a session to experience it yourself mm. okay because it's 
I try to explain here what it is, but it's hard to put in words, okay? So if you come in and you experience it for yourself and, you know... It's a bit like great. what we talked about earlier on. Some some of those things, perhaps, yeah. if they're too hard to communicate. Yes. Um, but yeah, for sure, I really, really appreciate the invitation. Thank you. Okay. I think I've almost been in a little bit of a, a, a trance state because I'd say from the fifth minute of our conversation, I've really needed to use the bathroom, but I managed to put myself into a trance to last for this long. <laughs> um, so it was really nice talking to you, really pleasant. Um, yeah, I... I just have to say thank you so much for the opportunity for open this space here really yeah. really appreciate that you know it's lovely to talk to you as well yeah it really was yeah yeah, yeah. Um, thanks to edu from Irlanda podcast to open up this space yes. for me you know uh, absolutely in touch with you yeah he's such a nice guy yeah I have very positive things to say about him yeah um i'll put a link to your instagram into the episode of this uh description of this episode um, is there anything else that I can include is there a website or uh, yeah I have a website I can say that I'm part of advanced hypnosis which is the largest group of uh, hypnotherapy in Ireland okay yeah uh, so I, I can give you the link on that perfect yeah and so look people can reach out to me okay as yeah. I said uh, the phone call we scheduled there is no cost for that initial phone call okay and then we can take it from there. So if people have a questions, are curious or uh, have a, some aspect in their life, they're not sure if hypnotherapy can help or not, just reach out to me. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Angela, thank you so much okay. for your time. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it was a lovely, a lovely conversation. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'll just stop this now and I'm going to run to the bathroom. Yeah. 